Um, this week, we're highlighting the, the mission of chapel and uh, not just talking about you know, what we do, but why we do it and how we do it. And I uh, wanted to begin uh, by today and this week of introducing and having our, a conversation with our spiritual formation and leadership team. And um, just to, to, for you all as a student, for students to see the faces and to hear the voices that help shape and form what happens during these 40 minutes each day. And so um, while you know, my particular role is, as director of chapel, you may see myself or Sarah or somebody else more frequently, um, just for you to understand what happens uh, behind uh, closed doors or open doors or but around a table. And, um, and I just wanted to share as we get started, um, just I think a, a real fitting text for our conversation and for our team. And it's Psalm 133 and it simply says, Behold, how good and pleasant it is when brothers and sisters dwell in unity. It is like the precious oil on the head running down on the beard, on the beard of Aaron, running down on the collar of his robes. It is like the dew of Hermon which falls on the mountains of Zion, for there the Lord has commanded the blessing, life forevermore. And uh, just real simply, um, I hope that what you get to see uh, this morning in our conversation, in our discussion together before and with you all, um, is really uh, the Lord's working of unity and alignment. And unity is something that comes from heaven and flows down to us. It's not something that we create. It's not something that we can manufacture, but it's something that we steward and we receive and to, and to be eager to maintain. And this is a place in a team where um, I've been blessed to experience true unity and experience the blessing that God commands and gives when that happens. And, uh, and so that's why we're sitting around a table. Uh, we want this to be less of a panel where there's canned questions, but more a candid conversation with our team. And, uh, and so I wanna have uh, each of us, that we're gonna go around and share who we are and why we're here and a couple other uh, just things to help you get to know us a little bit. Uh, but I wanted to kick it first to Nina, um, who uh, a little over three years ago came into a chapel position by herself. And um, I know you don't feel the weight of that, but uh, maybe some of you, but she was integral in the Lord using her to build this team. So I wanna have her share just beginning, what is the Spiritual Formation Leadership Team. My mic, it's on now. Thank you, Capriya. <laughs> so as Justin said, three years ago, I came into the role and I was the Spiritual Formation and Leadership Team. And so it really, it was a joy to, to build the team and we're actually two members down. Uh, two people uh, transitioned out of their roles, discerning a different season in life. And so we have two less than full-time positions open, so this, this team will expand. But I now serve as vice president for student life, and so I oversee all of student life, but this is still my main team in that my, when, I, when I moved into the student life division, it was for spiritual formation and leadership. That's my passion, and so I still remain with this team, although like I said, I oversee all of student life. And so really, why, why this team? Why are the aspects of this team? So we define spiritual formation um, as an as a opportunity. And not only an opportunity, a call to grow deeper in our faith, to grow more and more like Jesus. And so throughout 
the year as you come into chapel, you'll see slides on the screen with a definition that's a reminder. And I think Justin's gonna touch on that tomorrow. So be here tomorrow, he'll dive more deeply into it. But really, you know, at Northwestern, we talk about the mission being to integrate faith and learning. So the mission of spiritual formation is to integrate faith and learning and living. So how do you live out your faith? How do, you, how do you live out the concepts that you learn in your classes, and particularly your Bible and theology classes? And you get that application, you get some of that in your class, so it's not an either or. You're not just learning information in your biblical and theological studies classes, in your Christian ministries classes. You're learning application. The difference here is how do you do this in community? How do you do this within the residence halls? How do you do this as a commuter? How do you do this when the rubber meets the road? And I'll talk more about what I mean by rubber meets the road faith uh, in a few minutes. But the, the main areas of this team are chapel is one way that you're gonna experience this team most because you're gonna be here a lot. And so Justin serves as the director of chapel and worship. You'll experience Christina Rodriguez uh, as the coordinator. So she's the person that holds us all together uh, and she's, here in chapel, you'll see her a lot, but also at the desk uh, on the second floor of the student life offices. And then Sarah Larson serves as the worship arts associate. And so, yes, the person who is, is not, and, and yes, there's been a focus on musical worship, but there'll be a broader focus and there's an invitation and Sarah's made that before for other ways that you worship. And so wanting you to share that with community. And then David Fenrick uh, <laughs> serves as the assistant dean for experiential cultural development. And the reason that cultural development is part of spiritual formation is we all have a culture. We have multiple cultures. And to not separate that from how we show up in the world. So we show up with skin. Skin can reveal our ethnic culture. We have other types of culture, but ethnicity is one of them. And so how do we, again, as brothers and sisters in Christ, walk out life together faithfully with how God has made us, the earth suit that we wear? And I oversee the leadership development program. So that's about 130 students. Some of you are in here. Who's in the leadership development program? Shout out. Okay. So uh, that 100 and roughly 130 students in a, in a four-year program. Um, so we'll start classes next week for that. Thanks, Nina. Um, so I was wondering if maybe the, the best dressed among us could sh share a little bit about who he is and why he's here. We call him, no, should I say it? <laughs> this will become his most embarrassing moment, which is one of our questions. Uh, and one of the students named him Dr. Handsome. It's true. Enough said. Now we all know my most embarrassing moment. So what was the question again? Who are you and why are you here? Because you invited me. And she already told who I am. So I, just to give a little background, because a lot of times, you know, I teach too, and um, 
we interact in a lot in class, but we don't really get to know each other and our stories. You know, we don't know our professors outside of the classroom. So I just thought I'd share a little basic background of my growing up with some, some interesting facts about my life instead of a long story. So my, I'm the son of a mother who's a, um, a daughter of Irish and Scotch immigrants that grew up her whole life in Boston. My dad's son of uh, German immigrants that grew up in southern Minnesota. Who lived in, both lived in the same town their whole life and something happened to them. I don't know what happened, but they became gypsies. Not really gypsies, but I, we moved a lot when I was a kid. I went to 11 different grade schools and 12 years of grade school. I've lived in eight states, the District of Columbia, and two, two countries. And I've lived in 38 different residents in my life, 38 different houses. And then, then my parents, after the kids all moved out, they settled down and haven't moved again. So I don't know what happened. <laughs> We moved a lot, so that, I mean, I've experienced lots of different cultures, because even in the United States, there's such diversity within the United States. We've lived in the inner city, we've lived in Texas, we've lived in the mountains of Idaho. A few st students were with me this summer there to see where I grew up. Um, I've lived in Boston, I've lived all over the country, so immersed in different cultures. And I think that's kind of what prepared me for my role. I've also had a lot of different backgrounds in terms of careers. I've been a pastor. I've opened uh, seven or eight restaurants. I used to work in the hospitality industry. I managed hotels. I've opened two nightclubs. I've worked in landscaping. Yeah, you'll hear some stories about that someday. But not in chapel. After they graduate. Yeah, exactly. Um, I've been a pastor. I've. Uh, worked in landscaping, I did event management, I worked in study abroad office at Augsburg College, I've just done a lot of different things in my life. And I think all those things have prepared me for the work that I have here at Northwestern. I was working at Augsburg College and uh, Ripley Smith, who used to be the chair of the communications department, um, was the chair of World, uh, Arrive Ministries, where my wife was the executive director, and we bumped him at the Rosedale Mall at Christmas, and he said he was going on sabbatical and wondered if I could fill in a class for him was intercultural communication. So that's how I got connected to Northwestern. And I taught here off and on for a couple of years. And one day a group of students came to me and handed me a job description and said, Dr. Fenwick, there's a job opening here at Northwestern. We think you should apply for it. And uh, that's how I really got connected full-time to Northwestern, so that group of students that said apply for this job. And uh, I, of all the jobs I've had, and I've had a lot, this is by far my favorite, the place that I know that I know where God's called me to serve. I'm so glad to be here. I've opened no nightclubs, so. Um, <laughs> you're cool, David, that's sweet. Um, okay, I'm Sarah. Um, I yeah, worked here with Worship Arts and a little bit of my background. It's hard to follow that. I've lived here my whole life. I haven't traveled. Um, so I grew up in the Roseville and White Bear areas. I moved once from Roseville to White Bear. Um, and I went to school here at Northwestern. Um, so in 2010 was when I came here. Um, I met my husband here and we got married while we were students here. Uh, so we are the stereotype, ring by spring, that was us. Um, but it's great, we, we love each other, so that's good. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, and so uh, I grew up here, like I said, and I grew up uh, kind of, um, and it, it was in a Christian home, and I had just a bunch of different experiences as far as like denominations and stuff, so my uh, 
My mom was, uh, is the daughter of a Baptist pastor, and my dad grew up Catholic. Um, we went to a Baptist church growing up, but I went to private Christian schooling, um, and the school that I went to was like a charismatic Lutheran, which felt really normal to me until I learned like that's a little bit more rare to be charismatic Lutheran, so that was a fun experience. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> uh, so I've just grown up with uh, a lot of exposure to different denominations, so I actually love talking about it. Um, and seeing how we share commonalities more than the differences, I think is really fun, but also seeing the ways that um, the different approaches to our faith just show different aspects of God. So that's always something that I'm really interested in because of my background. Um, I, I got to Northwestern in kind of a unique way. I do love this story. Um, so my husband and I do our own music um, as well as what we do, what is what I do here. So uh, we write songs and, and uh, play out with that. And so it was about, three years ago, I think, at this point. Um, we had just quit our jobs. We're trying to figure out how to approach things a little bit differently. Um, and again, we were students while we were here, and we were part of the worship teams here, and super passionate about it. It shaped so much of who we are as worship leaders. Um, and so we knew at the time was the transition. Um, the guy that used to be here, his name was Drew Shep. Um, he was our, our mentor while we were here. And so we knew him well, and we knew that as he was handing things off to Nina, there might have been some things he forgot to talk about. And worship was one of them. And so we reached out to Nina. We're just like, hey, we're former students. We're really passionate about worship. We know you're new in this role. So if you want to hear anything about like how things have gone with that, we'd love to share that. We're just excited about it. Um, I was afraid that we would be overstepping, but Nina was like, please, yes. She was all alone in this role. And like, I would love, love just some help. So we met and, um, I don't remember if I even told you this, right before this I had applied for a job at Starbucks because I'm like, we just need something. Um, they had given me the offer and I was like, I just felt, this doesn't happen to me all that often, but I felt a super strong like, Sarah, no, don't accept this job. And I was like, okay, well we need money at some point, so I would need something. But it just felt really strong, like, okay, this isn't what I'm supposed to do. Um, and I think that was like the day before we met with Nina. Um, yeah, I, I had told you that part, so here it is. Um, so then Jake and I, we met with Nina, and in our conversation, somehow it got to the point where both Nina and I were crying because we, she had realized she had been wanting to look for a temp, and she knew um, she could find somebody if she had just posted, but she just felt God telling her to wait, that someone would come forward. Um, I needed a job desperately, and I had just turned down a job, and in that moment, in that conversation that was just meant to be helping, um, turned into an offer as a temp role for me. Um, so I started here as a temp with Nina when she first started here in this role, um, and then as my temp role ended, a coworker went on maternity leave, so I stepped into that temp role to cover while she was gone, and then she transitioned into a different role instead of coming back full time. So then I came on full time out of that as the office coordinator here uh, for spiritual formation. And then things shifted again. Nina saw my passion for worship arts um, and some changes came about where she created a, a position for me with that. So I reduced a part time at working with worship arts, which made space for Christina, who's amazing in the coordinator role. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's just so cool to see how God uh, brought me here and uh, just the passion that I have for worship and to get to do that in a place that shaped my um, worship leading uh, so, so much. This was such a big place for that. So to get to be here and just the way that God led me here was really sweet. So that's a bit about me.
Um, so I sat right next to Justin when we got out here, and I was like, oh man, he's gonna make me go first. And I don't know how I feel going last. I don't know which one is better, because then I'm the one you hear last. But um, my name is Christina Rodriguez. Um, a lot of you guys see me up here giving chapel announcements and telling you guys to move into the center, which maybe I'd do better at, because I see a lot of empty spaces in the center here. So calling you out, but <laughs> that's, that's my personality, too. Um, so <laughs> you see a little bit of that. Um, I'm, I'm really sassy. I come from a Mexican-Swedish background, so that plays a lot into it. Um, and I, I grew up going to a Spanish church with my Mexican side of the family um, in the Twin Cities area, which I loved, um, until about middle school time, and then we transitioned to a Baptist church, um, Berean Baptist. I don't know if any of you heard. I know somebody in here goes. I don't know if any of anybody else. I see a hand over there. All right, I see you. Um, so we started going there in Burnsville, um, and then we transitioned to a CMA church, um, and then now I'm back to Baptist church. Um, so that's kind of my church history. Um, as a student here, I did go to Northwestern. Um, I graduated relatively recently, so I graduated in what, 2017? <laughs> I can't even remember, guys. I'm too young for this. Um, and so I graduated um, in 2017, and I actually was working in admissions over the summer. Um, and so that's where I first started at Northwestern, um, working with transfer students coming to Northwestern, evaluating credits, and that's what I was doing. And all of a sudden, I start seeing people leaving admissions and going to student life. So I'm like, what's up with that? What's over in student life? Maybe I should check that out. Um, and so a lot of my close friends, Chua LeMay um, is one of them who moved over to student life. Um, and then Shua Yimua, who is now a RD. Yep. Um, those are the people that brought me to student life, so cheer for that because now I'm here, right? <laughs> um, so they're the ones that really encouraged me to look into it. Um, but then Nina and Dr. Fenrick reached out a hand and um, pointed a position open to me, and so I applied for it, and that's how I ended up in student life, and I'm so grateful to be on this team. Um, Nina gives us the freedom to really shape um, this spiritual formation team to be what it needs to be for you guys as students, and I've loved every part of that. Um, she sees my passion. I used to be a force officer when I was um, a student here, so working closely with um, force and Dr. Fenrick as a student, and so um, Nina has seen my passion for that too and has shifted the role so that I could help more with that and be a part of that in Act 6, and I have loved them <laughs> bringing me in and meeting all of the students, and so um, that's really my background and my role, um, how I came to be here at Northwestern, and I'm loving it, every aspect of it. So definitely enjoy being at Northwestern because it's a great place, and these people, I'm telling you guys, are here for you and here to make the experience the best that it can be. So definitely reach out to any of these people on this panel here because they love you guys, and I'm not sure if you guys know that, so I'm gonna say it again. They love you, okay?
Um, man, I just love hearing it. I knew most of all what it was shared, but I just love hearing it all over again. Um, and just real briefly, I'll share a little bit more tomorrow as I share about the mission of chapel, but just a little bit about me. I grew up in the West Metro in Minnetonka, although not on a lake, and no, my family did not own a boat, and I've only been on Lake Minnetonka like twice, and both times I burned myself um, really, really badly. So not good memories. Um, but I, I grew up in uh, a religious family, um, and, but it wasn't until I was about 12 years old uh, where Jesus invaded my life with his personal love and recognized I could have a personal relationship with him. And, uh, and so that began a whole new journey. I uh, went through a lot of different other different church contexts and youth group. Um, I know Sarah was talking about the, some of the diversity of denominations. I, I jokingly say I'm an evangapticostolic. Um, <laughs> I can tell you, I'll break that down some other time, parse that out for you, but, um, uh, but just through numerous different encounters uh, with, with the Lord. One, when I was in high school, um, I thought I wanted to be an architect, and I loved drawing, loved the design, uh, loved the collaboration with the design, all that stuff with, with friends, but then we had some architects uh, come into our drafting class one day and give like a typical work week, and I remember I was thinking, uh, I need to do something else, because that's way too much time looking at a computer screen, and I need more action with people. And through my youth ministry experience, thought, I think maybe youth ministry is it, but I'm not sure. And one of my small group leaders went to Northwestern. He's an alum from there. He brought me on campus when I was a junior in high school, and we walked around campus together. He just told me stories. And I remember thinking, I got to apply here. And uh, believe it or not, I was actually Bethel bound, because that's where my sister went. But the Lord went, nope, Northwestern. And so... Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I say that we love, our, we love our brothers and sisters at Bethel. Amen? All right? So I don't say that. I'm just, we're all, it's all good. We're all, we're all in the same family. So, um, but uh, anyway, the Lord brought me here, awakened a call to ministry in my life, and, uh, and really a call towards pastoral ministry. And actually, it was a time in chapel that right after I had graduated. And I was sitting, um, we got a brother back here with a yellow hat, right back there in the corner. Yeah, you just looked up, right there. Can you wave at me? Right there? Is that brother or sister? I can't tell. I just see a yellow hat. Okay, you wave. Yeah, so I was sitting right about where, where, where you were, and, and I, um, so this is just this is a testimony. So I was, this chapel speaker uh, spoke that day, and I came back, and I recognized how much one I missed chapel, and I paid the most amount of attention I probably had paid in the last whole year, for sure, because let's... You know, senior year, as the years get going, you get more and more, uh, you know, light at the end of the tunnel and your attention span kind of tends to decrease a little bit as you're just looking ahead to what's next and graduating. And the Lord met me in that seat and awakened um, a call to ministry that, like, I, I, that I was waiting for and set a path and a trajectory for me. And so um, it's interesting that 10 years after that moment, the Lord brought me back to Northwestern boomeranging back and really um, my, my mission um, in life has been to partner with Jesus to shepherd and equip God's people uh, to be devoted to, the, to prayer and the ministry of the word towards a lifelong pursuit of Christ that is multi-generational and, uh, and so my heart is to come back and to do the same thing that the Lord did in my life and to partner with him in the lives of students now. So um, I'll share more about that tomorrow, but I'm super excited um, to be here and to be a part of this team. And um, I'm looking at the clock and we had some other thoughts, but um, here, here's what I, uh, 
If I could, if you guys can just in uh, three or five words, hopes or expectations for this next year, and then I'll, I'll wrap it up in prayer. We were going to share some embarrassing moments, which I'm really bummed because we had some fun ones, I think. Um, but uh, those will come out throughout the year, don't worry, um, and in conversation. So um, we'll have maybe Nina, we'll just go around real quick and then uh, we'll close in prayer. But just hopes, expectations for this next year. My hope is that we can be together as a community having uh, actual conversation, not just in chapel, but that there would be a connection between chapel and other aspects of your life at Northwestern. I know this is more than three words, but I'm taking them. Um, You're the VP. You can do whatever you want. So I'm just... <laughs> and so really, it's, it's the rubber meets the road. It's when, when life is hard, and life can be hard, when things are challenging, how do we lean in toward each other? How do we reach up to God? How do we not just abandon our faith or think, well, God must not care? But I, I look at my own life, because I realize I didn't share anything about myself, so I'm gonna just go real quick, that it was in those moments, through a cancer journey, through life imploding in other ways, that I met God in a deeper way. And that is my hope for you, that no matter what you're dealing with, no matter what questions you have, no matter what doubts you have about God, about your life of faith, that you would lean in, that you would find people in community that you can have those real and raw conversations with, and that you would see us as a group of people that, that you can do that with. I'm sorry I took their time, not really, but I am. <laughs> <laughs> but I am. This is how we are together. We do a lot of totally. joking back and forth. I will share my most embarrassing moment as a way of humbling myself for taking their time. Just last year, I fell out of a chair in a staff meeting. Over backwards, out of a chair, yes. So. Oh, uh, I guess we have to wrap it up in prayer. Uh, this is fun, okay. Man. <laughs> Well, one of our little acronyms, Northwestern likes acronyms. There's acronyms for everything. We, we, we call our, our team, we always plep every time we get together. So we pray, we laugh, we eat, and we plan. And so, uh, but we're going to close in one of the P's there. We're going to pray. So would you pray uh, together with me? Father in heaven, I want to thank you so much for each and every single student here. Everyone here is here on purpose by your sovereign will. And God, I thank you for the opportunity for us to just have this conversation together in front of, of, of our student body. And Lord, I pray that the same unity and alignment in the way, ways in which you've worked and, and shaped and formed us as through our belonging to one another, even as we sit around this table, Lord, that we could even expand that metaphor to every single facet, every single group, every single dorm, every single uh, areas that we gather around this campus. And I pray that we would each feel a great sense of belonging to you and to one another. And, and to know that, um, that we are here for you. And so, Lord, I pray that as we go from here, uh, that you would replicate the work that you've done here in the lives of students and that you would continue to lead and guide us in this journey this next year. Thank you for our time together. Lord, we love you. We praise you. And uh, we lift you up together. And all God's people said, amen. amen.